Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. It's great to be back with the great voice of the Great Lakes. I would say I am exactly like a ship carrying a cargo that will never reach any port. And as long as I'm alive, that ship will always be at sea, so to speak. Yes, sir. An Arafat, huh? Never a night in the same place. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. Where are we today? We're on your radio and your smartphone and your tablet and your desktop. And, and well, any old way you can get us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. And the great radio station you're listening to right now somewhere in the state of Michigan from the end of the road at the top of the world with a tail well calculated to keep you in suspense I wish you a very good Thursday it's Michael Patrick Shields with you as we get your turkey on the road through the AT&T microphones just remember we take the work seriously but we don't take ourselves seriously we try to leave out the boring parts and in medias dot virtus the truth is in the middle Somewhere right now, not too far from where I sit, in fact, Bob Iger is waking up in Brentwood, California, in his home, and he's going to drive, or I suppose possibly be driven, over to Burbank. He's been reinstated as the chairman and chief executive of the Walt Disney Company. This was what we call a Hollywood stunner that took place right around Thanksgiving And Bob Chapek, who uh, had his advanced degree from Michigan State University, they teased him by calling him Bob Paycheck, was out. And they had just renewed his contract this summer. He was the successor to Bob Iger, who worked his way up from a lowly page at ABC to being the CEO of the biggest media company, perhaps, in the world. And while he was doing all that... Well, he 5X'd his company's market cap during a 15-year tenure at the top, and when he stepped aside, he never left the spotlight, always sort of looming over Chapek, and now he's got his office again. Disney told him, we're going to give you two years to straighten this company around, and also, this time, pick a successor that'll stick. John Galuz, Union Financial Group, LLC.com in Grand Rapids, has been watching, like I have, the Disney stock for a long time now through the pandemic. What a tale of corporate intrigue, isn't it? Yeah, it really uh, reminds me of General Electric when Jack Welch was there and he turned that company into just an amazing amazing story and company. And then Jeffrey uh, Imelt took over and drove right into the ground. <laughs> uh, but... Um, yeah, yeah, Chapek's gone and Iger's back. <clears throat> Iger is, uh, he's, I think he's around 71 years old and, 
you know, I don't know how much time he's got. I know he wants to retire, but what do you do? You know, it's a, it's a difficult situation. So I guess he's got two years. We'll see what happens. One of the issues Disney's having is uh, the streaming wars are turning out to be a lot more competitive than what I think they initially thought they were, and they're they're throwing billions and billions of dollars at content, and it's and it's not reaping the rewards like what they thought it was going to. So it's going to be fascinating watching these streaming wars and seeing who shakes out. You know, when it's all said and done. My understanding too is that what JPEG had done in order to make up for some of those losses in the streaming area was to just boost up the prices at the parks because they're still in high demand. And things that used to be, you know, complimentary in the happiest place on earth, suddenly they were finding a way to nickel and dime for. Maybe Bob Iger will turn that around. Apparently, when he went back to the office and met with people and staff, he wore a cardigan and an open-collared shirt. He said there were challenging times ahead. But he got a hero's welcome coming back. Yeah, you know, one of the things about the, the park pricing is, they're getting to the situation that the prices are so high that there are literally millions and millions of people who are never going to be able to go to Disney. And so, uh, you know, that, that can long-term hurt you because people will end up having a, you know, a bad attitude about the company. So, you know, it's a fine, it's a fine line. Sure. People are paying it right now, but you're going to have, you know, potentially generations of people that are, are going to be like, you know, screw you. We're, we're just going to avoid you at all costs. So you got to watch. It's, he's in a really tough spot. It's, it's going to be tough to dig out of this, uh, out of this mess that they're in. It's been a politically weird situation for Disney too, which is clearly associated with kids, but uh, I guess everybody can be a kid if they want to be. Recently, people were watching a uh, show called The Santa Clauses on Disney Plus, and in the video, kids were holding up signs that said, We love you, Satan. Now, it was supposed to be a joke, and uh, they were supposed to switch around the spelling that we, we love you, Santa. But people jumped on that and said, look at that. They sent a subliminal signal to kids saying they love the devil. And, of course, everything that happened in Florida when Bob Chapek, uh, we almost said paycheck again, uh, got into that political spat with the Governor Ron DeSantis over uh, legislation in Florida having to do with the LGBTQ crowd and schools and kids. And here is what Iger said recently, sort of backpedaling a little bit. All right, another virtual question. What is your stance on the don't say gay situation? Well, first of all, uh, our LGBTQ employees are very important to us and we care deeply about them. That is a given. Um, secondly, this company has been telling stories for 100 years and those stories have had a meaningful, positive impact on the world. And one of the reasons they've had a meaningful, positive impact is because one of the core values of our storytelling is inclusion and acceptance and tolerance. And we can't lose that. We just can't lose that. I think about, I think about Black Panther and the impact that had on the world, or a film like Coco. I mean, I could go on and on. And how we actually change the world for the good it must continue. We also, when you tell stories, it's a delicate balance. You're talking to an audience, but it's also important to listen to an audience. It's important to have respect for the people that you're serving, that you're trying to reach, and not have disdain for it. That said, we're not going to make everybody happy all the time, and we're not going to try to. And we're certainly not going to 
lessen our core values in order to make everybody happy all the time. Um, so it's, it's complicated, and there's a balance, but and I, I, at one point I said, we do what we believe is right, and then someone criticized me for saying, well, who are you to say that that's right? Well, when you're in a job like mine, or you are responsible for the storytelling that many of you are responsible for, you get paid to have a sense for what is right. Not everybody will agree with you. It's just not, that's just not the way the world is these days. But it doesn't mean you should stop trying to do the right thing. President of the United States, John Galuz, what do you think? Well, I think uh, they need to uh, <laughs> avoid that, uh, avoid all that stuff with a, I mean, like the plague, stay out of politics, stay out of, stay out of uh, pushing agendas or anything else, just stay out of it and, uh, you know, get back to telling your stories and you're going to upset people by going one way or the other and you're better off just staying out of it. You know, that's, that's Walt my opinion. Disney said it himself, it all started with a mouse, give the people what they want, a little bit of magic, and they're happy. Ride of a Lifetime is the book by Bob Iger that's quite fascinating. John Galuz is at Union Financial Group, LLC.com.